0: Okay, well, we're going to um, look at God's Word together. And we're going to start by uh, reading from Philippians chapter 2. So uh, if you'd like to uh, have a look at a Bible, there'll be one nearby. Um, It's on page 1179. It's from the New Testament uh, of the Bible, the uh, kind of second half, so to speak. Uh, The half that uh, begins with the coming of Jesus and uh, everything else that then grew out of that. And it's Philippians chapter 2, page 1179. And this is a letter that has been written to some Christian believers in a community, a church in a Roman city called Philippi. um, I suppose about 20, 30 years after uh, Jesus uh, lived here. So it's uh, verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus, rather, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name <clears throat> at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in he- heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my absence, but now my, uh, in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault, in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe, as you hold out the word of life." in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. So that's the uh, passage we're uh, looking at today. And it uh, should be a PowerPoint coming up on the screen. Thanks, M.M. Uh, because uh, we're thinking uh, today uh, about making a difference where you are. We started that idea yesterday in our away day, making a difference where you are. And we're going to be thinking today about shining like stars. And, and what we're thinking about on these Sundays, uh, Sunday mornings is, is how we as Christians believers can be making a difference to the world around us. That was the theme yeah, of yesterday, and those of you who weren't there yesterday, I don't want to make you feel bad that you weren't there, but we did have a great time, and feel free to ask anyone, and I hope we'll be able to kind of, what I'm covering this morning will be kind of parallel to that, so you won't feel that you missed out by, by uh, being unable to be there yesterday. And we're going to be exploring this during this term, and actually even in our house groups, I think the house groups starting a, a course on this theme uh, this week. So if you're in a house group, is it this week that it starts? Yeah, yeah, okay. So get along there and, uh, and get into uh, this whole idea, this, these truths from God's Word. Now, the passage I've just read to you, the d- passage we read together, is a very good example of how the Bible works. Especially what we call the New Testament letters. These these parts of the New Testament that have got teaching about how Christians can live their lives. How they're meant to be. And it starts off talking about how we're meant to be as Christians together in our, our Christian community. So there's lots of stuff at the beginning of the chapter about that. But then, uh, and that's all about uh, having a different mindset. These verses we read that appear in the NIV in a kind of poetry are all about how we should be like Jesus. Our mindset should be like Jesus is. uh, How he was when he was on earth. And and, and we should be reflecting his character. uh, and, And we're to be like that among ourselves. But it goes beyond there. Because as you get to verse 14 and onwards, 14, 15 and 16, we see that it's actually about being outside. It's beyond their community, beyond what we're like in church, beyond what happens here. We're supposed to be shining like stars. It says that, isn't it? You shine like stars. And that's what I want us to think about today. Hopefully fairly simply, really. That should be our first point. Is that working? The laser? Oh yeah, the laser's going. I won't won't point the laser at anyone's eye. (laughs) Uh, Although sometimes it's tempting, but I won't do that. Stars. First thing I want to say is that stars shine in the darkness. It says that there, doesn't it, in verse... Uh, 15. You shine like stars in the world, in the universe. And it's the picture, it's like, if you can imagine, when the sky is really dark, you know, and you look up and you see some of the the constellations like the plough. And so I'm not thinking of like the Milky Way and big kind of masses of stars, but individual stars, you see them shining because of the darkness around them. It's all black and the stars are kind of shining out there. And they're meant to be shining in the darkness. And, and, and this passage is telling us as Christians that we are meant to be different from the people around us. It says, "You shine." It says in the, in a, it calls it a strange phrase here, "A crooked and depraved generation." Well, you might think, just a minute, that's a bit negative. <laughs> that's a bit heavy. I wouldn't say all the people I, I know and live with are, are crooked and crooked and depraved. So what's all that about? Well, if you go into it a little bit more, you can discover that that phrase is actually a quote from part of the Old Testament. The the leader of the people, Moses, towards the end of his life, he sang them a song in Deuteronomy 32. We studied it a few months ago. And his song, he taught them this song to keep them loyal to God. Because they were a community that were about to go into their promised land. And they were surrounded by people that worshipped other gods. Uh, And when Moses taught them this song, he he talked about the the, the people who were worshipping these other gods as being like a crooked and a depraved or perverse kind of generation. So behind this phrase is this idea that we're different because we're loyal to God. Because the people Moses sang the song to had already been, if you know the story, tempted To worship other things other than the Lord who loved them. Now in our world, in our culture, people value certain things, don't they? Our world puts our trust and our hope in all kinds of things. In money, in power. Some people just hope for being valued by others through celebrity or fame. Some people try and find meaning or or they give their lives to substances sometimes, or sexual activity or behavior, or all kinds of stuff. We we don't say we worship them, but we do worship them because that's what our lives become all about. And that's true today, and it was true when Paul wrote this letter to the Philippian Christians who lived in a Roman city where people worshipped all kinds of gods. And Paul is saying to this group of people that you're meant to be different because you don't worship the things that everyone else does. Your lives are not kind of, uh, uh, kind of summed up by money and power and celebrity and, uh, and the kind of best lifestyle you can have or, or the success of your children or all these other things that we, that we find are being worshipped around us. We're meant to be different to that. Why is it that we're different? Well, look there in verse uh, 14. So that you may become blameless children of God in the midst of a a perverse and and depraved generation. We're children of God. That's why we're different. Because when we become uh, followers of Jesus, when we give our lives to Jesus, do you remember in John 1 verse 8, it says to those, you are talking about Jesus, those who received him who believed in his name those people who welcomed him into their lives he gave god gave them the right to become children of god so when we trust ourselves to jesus we become god's children and that makes us different because the lord jesus he's the one who's at the center of our lives isn't he from from that point onwards now, sure we have to work it out it's a lifetime of learning and it's a lifetime of living but something fundamental changes when christ becomes real in our lives as we turn to him we become his children so we shine in the darkness like stars surrounded by the blackness of space that's the first thing where do we shine we shine in the darkness We shine in the darkness. It's really clear here, isn't it? It says you shine in a crooked generation. You shine in which you shine as lights in the world. Other other versions make it really clearer. They say you shine in the middle. You shine among. So it's obvious from the picture of the stars, isn't it? Stars shine in the blackness. That's otherwise you don't see them at all. And that's what we were learning. Dan might have, you may have heard Dan just say just now about the 10 110 ratio. We were learning about it yesterday. Uh, Remember that yesterday? We were learning yesterday that we may be, if you're really super keen and you've got plenty of time and you're a volunteer, um, you can perhaps give about 10 hours to the church in some way. If you're on the staff, you can give more than that, obviously. Uh, but you don't give it, you get paid for it. But, if you're, but the rest, 110 hours is what we spend in a week awake doing other things. So where do we shine? We shine in the darkness. We shine through those other 110 hours a week in those places where we're, where we're awake, where we're, where we're at work where we're with people where we're with our families that's where we shine it'd be funny wouldn't it sometimes some it, it, we it, imagine that we were a church and instead of calling it church we call it torch club okay torch club first rule of torch club is that you come along to church come along to a building you all bring your torch with you fully charged and you come into your torch, uh, your torch club and you all sit there and turn, turn the lights on together. And, and it's great, you know, you've got very powerful torches, you can see spots and see everyone's having a great time. A bit like a lightsaber, but you know, same idea. And then the second rule of torch club is that when you leave, you know, torch club, you turn your torches off and... Don't turn them on again until you come back to Torch Club again. What's, what's the good you know, Do you see the, the point of being a light is that we shine in dark places. That we, we, you know, okay, great for us all to be together and maybe recharge our batteries. If we've got rechargeable torches, we're going to go too far down this analogy, I can see. <laughs> but, but then we can go out and shine in the dark places. Light is powerful, isn't it? Especially in the dark if you've been on a plane at night, clear part, looking down, you know, it's amazing what you can see on the ground. I you know, first time I was up about 30,000 feet, is that right? That's about how far, far how I was flying somewhere over the center of Europe. And um, I looked down from my uh, window and you could still see like cars on the, you know, little pinpoints of light, can't you? 30,000 feet down, there they are in the darkness. You can see them. It's powerful. So that's what we were thinking about yesterday. So as we were thinking about yesterday, and for the rest of us, here's the question. In which bit of darkness am I going to see myself as a star, if you like? The place I am. The place you are. Be aware of that. Encourage one another. Let's encourage one another to be stars. You're not, not you know, stars like stars in their eyes, but you know, stars that shine. Want to be a star? Be a shining star in a dark place. It's where it matters most. And we've been thinking and we will be thinking, where is your front line? That place where you and I are most, as it were, with people who don't yet know Jesus. Where we shine. Talk about that. Uh, Some of us were in groups yesterday talking about things we might do, little tiny things. We call them uh, small shift changes. Ask each other how that was going. If you weren't there, ask what a small shift change is all about and someone will tell you or you'll find out in your house group. So that's where we shine. Let's think a bit more then about the way we shine. You see, as we, as we thought yesterday, some of us think that shining, we shine when we do certain things. You know, when I talk about Jesus to other people, then I'm shining. A bit like, you know, I've got to back to, I turn my torch on then. Or when I pray for people, either silently or when I'm with them. Or if I do some other kind of impressive activity that seems to be very kind of religious, that's when I shine. But look what this passage says. Look at verse 14. It says do everything without complaining etc and then it goes on so that you may shine. Do everything so that you shine like stars. So our Christian faith being a follower of Jesus is not just about kind of God thoughts or God activities. It's for the whole of life. It's about everything. It's to be touching all of our lives and we need to think that way, don't we? we? We were thinking about it yesterday. How can we think that way? How can we live our lives like that? Well, maybe just at the beginning of a day, we could say, Lord, I'm just going to pray f- this day, Lord, is this whole day is for you. I want you to be part of my whole day today, please. I just want to pray that. That could be one way we could do it. Or we could perhaps do that during the day. We could maybe stop every now and then and say, Lord, I want you to be part of this activity. You could stop at lunchtime when you're having your lunch. Lord, I thank you for my lunch and I thank you that the rest of the day is yours. I want to live it with you. I want to do everything as a shining star. This assignment, this time with friends... Is there anything wrong with just quietly saying to the Lord as I go and meet that? Just, just be in it here. I want everything to be part. Uh, I want you, rather, Lord, to be part of everything. And verse 14 talks about two ways that we can shine in everything. Okay, it says there, do everything without complaining or arguing. It talks about complaining and it talks about arguing. Now, this word complaining... It's not really uh, that helpful of a translation. You know, we think about com- complaints as, you know, Dear BBC, <laughs> I was disgusted by your program the other week. Da, 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 I'm complaining. Or, you know, Dear EasyJet, why didn't you do this or whatever? That is, that's not what it means. Actually, other translations uh, use the word grumbling. Or actually murmuring is a better kind of... And it's the idea, you know, what, when you grumble, when you grumble inside, you, know, you kind of, you, you, it's, it's an internal thing. I'm sure none of you do that. You know. But I do, you know, and sometimes, I have the problem that my face gives everything away so you can tell that I'm doing it. But other people, you know, you kind of, it's about an internal kind of heart type thing, a heart attitude. It's a kind of internal state, and to, to, be without, uh, to, to be without kind of murmuring, it, it's saying, well, I, I need this kind of heart attitude that's willing to be like Jesus. You see, that's why I read these verses, these earlier verses about what Jesus was like. He was willing to serve. He didn't hold on to his reputation. He was willing to even let being the son of God go in one sense. And became a slave. He didn't murmur and groan and moan about it. His heart was to do what his father wanted him to do. And and, and this first way is this kind of inner heart attitude. But then, of course, that inner thing gets reflected outwardly. So, arguing, we all know what arguing is, don't we? It's when we argue, it's about our relationships with other people. So, Paul is saying in everything, our heart attitude should be like Jesus, but then also the way we relate to other people should be affected by that heart attitude. What's in our hearts is seen in our interactions with other people. And where is that to be seen? In the darkness. In everything we do. So we shine like stars when we're like Jesus. Peacemakers, peaceful reconcilers in our outward lives. We're like Jesus. Ready to serve others. Not holding on to our pride and our rights. We shine like stars when the way we are with, when we're with other people is like Jesus. Jesus. When what's in our hearts is seen in those interactions and as I say where is where do you see that out there when in everything but there's more well how do we shine like stars well in what way what does it mean in what way do we shine well there's another phrase it says we hold out The word of life. Do you see that there in verse 16? You shine like stars as you hold out the word of life. That actually can mean hold on to the word of life in the sense of, you know, never let go of the most important thing. It can actually mean either. In some ways, it means both. What's the word of life? Do you remember once Jesus said to his disciples, He may have been quite discouraged. There were times, I think, when he was. On one occasion, everybody was running away from him. Nobody wanted to listen to him anymore. And he turned to the 12 disciples and he said, Are you going to go as well? And I think it was Peter turned around and said to him, If we left Jesus, where would we go? Because you have the words of eternal life. It's in John 6, verse 68. John, who wrote, gave us John's gospel, wrote a letter. And right at the beginning of that letter, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, he talks about Jesus coming. He talks about what he's going to write about. He talks about who Jesus is and so on through the letter. And right at the beginning, he says, I'm going to tell you all about the word of life. The word of life is Jesus. Everything he said, everything he is, everything about him, we hold on to him, but we also offer him to others. And as we do this, we shine like stars. How will we offer him to others? Well, we might tell people about him. They might ask us why it is we're the way we are, if they have those questions. But we might not have that chance to do that. So we might just simply live his way so that he is seen in us. Or we might tell people that we're asking him to bless them. Because we might pray for them. Or we might just pray for them and not tell them at that point. But in many different ways we hold out Jesus to people. You think, well that's all very well. Is that, how's that going to work then? Well look up, the, the, go up a little bit and we see who is it that we're holding on to. Look at those verses, uh, verse 9 and 10 and 11. Who is this one that we hold out to other people? Who is this one, as we shall see in a minute, who lives in and with us? Well, this one is the one who, it says in verse 9, God has super exalted. He is the one who is Lord now over everything. He is the one who one day will call all of creation to order, so to speak, and say, enough already, that's it. We're starting again now. He's the one who will call everyone to account. That's why it says here that that we confess the name of Jesus as Lord, but one day the whole of creation will do so. So when we hold out Jesus, we're in the flow of what God has already done in exalting him. Where you are as you hold out Jesus to others and have Jesus in your your life is is where everything else is ultimately heading. That's a good kind of side to be on, isn't it? That's a, a good place to be. That's where it's going, except that on that day, when everything's wound up, the door for loving and following and being with Jesus will be closed will be shut. That's why it's so serious about how we live for him now. Because the opportunity is limited by time. So that's the way we shine about everything. We're like Jesus and we hold out the word of life. So where are you shining then? Where am I? Where's your front line going to be? You can talk about it. Pray about it. Get fruitful. Pray that we'll be fruitful and find ways. Those six M's that we were thinking about yesterday, ways that we can be fruitful right where we are as we shine in our little kind of area of uh, darkness, so to speak. But last thing is, some of you may be thinking, well, I, I've, I don't know, this is all very well, but how, how can I really shine then? You know, I sometimes hear this kind of talk and, and I think, but How? I can't do this because I start thinking, well, it's all about me and you know, how I can be a better person and how I can be, try hard to be like Jesus. And it's impossible because every time I try it, I say, I don't know, I blow it somehow. And as we were thinking yesterday, if I did it, you know, and if I, if I achieved it, then I'd only get proud of it and that would kind of rob me of it as well. Well, look at verses 12 to 13. Therefore, my dear friends, have, you have always obeyed not only in my presence. This is Paul writing. So he's saying, when I was with you, teaching you as believers, you obeyed the teaching. But I'm not there now. But So while I'm away, I want you to continue to obey. So he says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to to his good purpose see it does tell us to obey it says there's things we've got to do it does tell us to work out our salvation that means to, to to live as people who've been rescued people who've been saved and it does say obey and it does say work it out and it does say there's stuff that we have to just be obedient and get on with doing Things God tells us to do in his word. Things that that Jesus calls us to do in our lives. We we obey him. We just have to get on with it. To embrace the mindset of Jesus, we read about in verses 6 to to 8. Sometimes we have to just make that decision. I'm (laughs) going to serve that person because Jesus wants me to. But what are we working out we're working out what the bible calls salvation and what does salvation mean it just means that we've been rescued we've been rescued now if you've been rescued where did the rescue come from from you <laughs> no uh, the fact that i need rescuing is i need someone to rescue me don't i salvation is the rescuer if i need saving I need someone to save me. If I've been rescued, someone else has rescued me. You don't rescue yourself, do you? Just, you? know, Otherwise, you wouldn't call 999 or whatever it is for rescue if you could rescue yourself. It's ridiculous. We've been rescued because God has rescued us. So we're working out something that God has already started doing. God has rescued us. He's done what needs to be done in Jesus' It says here we're to shine like stars as children of God. The Bible talks about when we become believers, as I said earlier, we become like God's children. Elsewhere it says we're like adopted into God's family. Now, you know, if you're a child, if you're an adopted child, who did that? Did you do that? Can you say, I'm a child because of what I've done? No. (laughs) Strangely enough, you can't. If you're adopted, you know when you. If you're adopted, then you grow up. You can't say, "Well, I, I I was, you know, I, I was responsible for my own adoption." It's ridiculous. No God's done this, you see. Salvation is rescued. It comes from Him. It's His grace. We only obey. We only work it out because of what God has done for us. That's what we're celebrating, in in later on in the service, that Jesus died. For us, that we could be rescued. So, we sure we have to work it out, but we have to obey, but we're working out our salvation. You know, we're already on this kind of amazing kind of thing that God has done for us. But there's more than that. Not only do we kind of work out what God has already done and doing, look at the next thing it says God works in you. God works in you, and that word "works" has got—it's a I like a, it's, called, it's like energizes the word. It, it's like you know, it's it's really the kind of work that you say. <laughs> do you know what I was going to say? I'll say what I was going to say. You know, it, sometimes you can say to a builder, you know, we're gonna you're gonna, and they say, yeah, we'll work on that, we'll, and then they don't get it done. You wonder why I'm thinking about that at the moment. <laughs> this this is a this is a, a word where. The, the word includes the getting it done. God works in you. It's going to be done. He's at work. It, it's, it's about not just an, an intention, but a, you know, doing the job. God works in you. And then where does He work? In our will and in our actions. Why does He work? For His good purpose. So, we're not on our own. God is working in us. He has a purpose. He will fulfill it. How can I shine? Well, in one sense, I can't. I want to be a being, but God will work in me and in you. Because of his rescue, because of our adoption, because he works in us at that deep level, in beginning to change our will. You know some, some people become christians and and they notice quite quickly that somehow some things that they they, they found they don 't quite want to think that way or or do that thing in quite the same as they did something has already begun to change in them it 's God working in you to will what he wants it 's not like immediate total in every area, but yeah you know, little things you 'll discover as the Holy Spirit begins to change us at that deep level and then helping us to to do what he calls us to do in obedience so in a moment we're going to celebrate communion we're going to celebrate this salvation and uh, if you've been to an anglican church uh, there's a great prayer they use in the anglican church one of my favorites i've actually got it on my wall in my just above my desk and it ends it includes this phrase May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We, this is the thing, whom the Spirit lights, give light to the world. Shining light stars. The Spirit lights us. God's Holy Spirit. God's work in us so that we can shine like stars wherever he puts us to shine today, tomorrow, this week. So there we are then. Do you know that rescue? Many of us do. We know what it is to be rescued by Jesus, rescued by God, to receive Jesus, to become a child of God. If you don't know that, well then, turn to God, ask him, ask him in prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I... I want you to be at the center of my life from now on. Just pray that. And then you can start shining because you're alive. You know, stars, uh, again, uh, they shine, don't they? Why do they shine? Because they've got all that energy in them. You know, they're the suns, aren't they? Um, and, uh, you know, a, a Christian is someone who's has got the power, who's come to know God. It's like that life is in them, like a sun. Uh, yes, I don't know, suns don't switch on but you know it's like 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 that kind of power coming into our lives enabling us to shine with the energy from inside because he's brought us to life someone uh, Jesus actually said that someone who who follows him is like someone who comes from death to life something big happens and for those of us who know this well, as we celebrate this amazing gift of salvation, we need to ask ourselves, where will we work this out then this week? Or maybe we just have to say, Lord, I want to be open to show me this week as I go through the week where it'll be. I can't quite write down exactly where it's going to be because I won't know till it happens. Find life's like that? I find that. But as we, be, as we begin it and say, Lord, I want to just be open and, and aware of where you will put me, where I want to shine this week where will we shine thank God that he works in us live this week with the intention of shining like a star wherever you are let's pray together father in heaven we just want to thank you so much for this amazing rescue this great salvation we thank you, Lord, that as you call us to shine like stars, you're simply telling us to, to be what you have made us, children of God. People with your life inside of you, outside of us, rather. Thank you, Lord, for that amazing privilege. Thank you that you work in us. Lord, we pray just that you would help us to, to live that truth, to know it. Lord, sometimes we're so busy trying to kind of figure it all out or worry about whether we can do it or can't do it that we just forget that you promise that you will work in us to will and to do your good purposes. So, Lord, we pray that as a community this week, as individuals this week, we may be walking in those purposes as we shine like stars for you. Thank you, Lord, that it's not something that that we, you just kind of tell us to do but leave us to get on with. But Lord, you, you come with us and you fill us and you help us and you enable us. We want to know that, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.